My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, former world heavyweight champion, and I want you to choose your four. This is the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and I want you to choose your four. Hello, pro wrestling Rushmore. This is Lanny Poppo, formerly the genius of WWE. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley. Yes, it is, and I want you to choose your four. Pro Wrestling Rushmore. It's Pro Wrestling's Rushmore. This is Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Hello humanoids, this is Ian from Squared Circle History, and I want you to join us on this trip, because this is a new project that we're venturing into here. This is the first episode of Pencils and Erasers. So what we do is we take a subject, we talk about what actually happened, and then we change history and tell you how we would have booked it and made it better. And by we, I mean me and my co-host, the often imitated but never duplicated, Brian. We. 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 Ian, I'm here. We. And uh, the first episode, I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the invasion. Yeah, so I think it's something everyone kind of thinks about. It's, it's largely regarded as the biggest blunder in wrestling history. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about the whole concept in general, just rebooking... Oh, rebooking, yeah. Something. It's fun to think about what if, what could have happened, right. what was supposed to happen, and, uh, yeah. Now, I think it's key to keep this in mind that there are going to be people that maybe weren't there that we put into our storylines, and sure. people that maybe went one way and we're going to have them go a different direction. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll keep that in mind for the, the listeners... And then at the end, if, you know, there's something that you don't agree with and something that you would change, maybe leave a comment, tell us how you would do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe you love our idea. I don't know. Yeah. I, l largely, if it's on the internet, they're not going to like our idea. Nobody likes nobody likes anybody's ideas on the well, internet. Well, Undertaker liked our idea. Oh, Undertaker <laughs> loved our idea. Pro Wrestling Rushmore, 40 episodes in. Und totally took it from us. Undertaker says, I think I got an idea. No, I'm not deal. Do do do. You wearing a wrestling shirt today? I am. What are you wearing? I'm wearing. I'm sure you'll love it. My CM Punk two fists up with a star in the middle shirt. Oh no! Did you get that for free? I did from you. Oh, I yeah. did give that to you. Okay. You gave it. Well, you gave it to Brody, and I, I took it from him. <laughs> you stole it. I stole it. <laughs> I was going through his room yesterday, and I found uh, quite the collection of wrestling T-shirts. Oh. I'm going to have to raid this collection. There you go. I did. And we we went last week to go see the Iron Claw, and you had a nice Kerry Von Erich shirt on. I told you I was going to wear that. Yeah. Yep. I had a Bruiser Brody shirt on, but yours was definitely more appropriate for the film. That's right. Kerry. Kerry. Uh, what would you think about the movie? I I loved it. If you didn't know anything about the Von Erichs going into it, then it's a classic. But if you're going into it and you already know the story, then you're kind of waiting for things or expecting certain things. Oh, because we already know what happens at the end. Yeah, it's like going to the Titanic and waiting to see like a different ending or something. And like I think that, I, but... I ran this I, I told both of you, you and Pat, that yeah. uh, it would make a pretty good series like on Cinemax or HBO or yeah. something. Netflix even. Yeah, definitely. Because there's just too much there. Yeah. There's a lot of drama and at least in that case like the end of season one David dies. The end of season two. Exactly. Chris dies, Mike dies, you know, it's right. like, you could you could drag that uh, depression out a little bit longer and oh, hopefully not? enjoy the story. <laughs> yeah, we're going to love it. Everyone <laughs> dies. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to run <laughs> Yeah, spoiler. Except Kevin, Kevin's still around. Kevin's still alive. Still doing, uh... He obviously sat in on the uh, the casting call for that, because, you know, they... He... That was really bad casting. Yeah, like, they really made Kevin seem like 
you know, the biggest one, the most successful one. Yeah, it was, um, I would probably say that's more the Kevin Von Erich story. Yeah. Than anything else. Should be Kevin's Claw. Kevin's Claw, there you go. <laughs> Kevin Claws. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think we should just, uh, jump into this and... Alright, so, oh, I'm not even gonna tell people about my shirt, just screw it. Oh, I'm sorry. Just keep moving, keep moving along here. I know the show was your idea, but come on. Well, it wasn't all my idea. I think we kind of bounced off each other for a little while, something new. We did. It's, I think uh, we rattled off like 40 different topics when we were recording well, not, the last not episode. Well, not just the topics, but remember we tried doing that ECW episode, and I think I kind of just messed that all up. Yeah, because we didn't, we were going to do like an ECW history series, but we really didn't talk about it before we started recording, so neither one of us knew what to expect, and right. we were just very confused from the start, so... Eh, maybe another day, but let's give this a shot at least. And we are. Right after we, you tell us what... Is that a Punisher shirt? No, it's actually uh, a Stone Cold shirt. Oh, all right. Established 1996. It was the uh, the 25th anniversary of Austin 316. They came out with like all sorts of like different merchandise. And this was one of the shirts. It's just black and white skull. Make so a great tattoo. That's a WWE produced shirt. Yes. You could probably get money for that shirt. Oh, I probably could, yeah. What are you doing wearing it? Oh, I love it. It's a great shirt. Well, no. Here's why I don't love it. Because I bought a large, and it just doesn't fit right. Like, I'm, this is the large, it just doesn't fit right. So then I bought a medium, and it was way too small. Which, as, you know, you would expect. But I thought maybe there was just something to this here. But You look like you're swimming in that thing. I am swimming in it, and it's a large. But, so, I don't know. So you bought two, two of those. Well, they were both on sale when I bought them. Like, how far back? last year oh that's it yeah I thought that was like an oldie oh no no you got a little bit to wait before you can get money for that then yeah. well I already sold the other one in a lot cause oh, it was a medium yeah. shirt it wouldn't fit me so hold on to that shit man you make so much more <laughs> yeah you know it is what it is alright so now that we know about your shirt yeah now you're not gonna get rich off of it right you know, the other one anyway yeah so now we're gonna talk about when Vince McMahon bought WCW and the impending invasion in 2001. What actually happened, Vince got a hell of a deal, bought WCW, and then in the storyline had Shane McMahon be the quote-unquote owner of the company. That was the Raw right before WrestleMania 17. Yeah, because in WrestleMania 17, you had all the WCW guys in the, uh, they were sitting in that suite up In top. the skybox, yeah. 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 Which is sad because I, I wouldn't get more into this, but for the guys they had there sitting in that suite, yeah. there were no names, man. No, you had the only name, I believe, was Booker T. He was there. And he was the champion. Right, right. He right. was the world champion. But, I mean, you had Hugh Morris, uh, Sean Stasiak, Mike Sanders, like a lot of these guys that really weren't, you know, bringing in ratings for Nitro, but uh, were the people that came over. When the purchase was made. Now, let me ask you a question. I don't know if you have any insight into this or if you know, but why, why those guys and not why not like the Flares, Stings? Because the big name guys had contracts with Time Warner, and they had a certain amount of time left on their deals. Now they could, like, all right. So say when WCW was bought, and all those guys that decided, hey, I'll, I'm going to jump over. Uh, to WWE and, you know, just wrestle right away. A lot of those guys took a pay cut because they, they didn't want to sit around and be okay. stagnant or anything like that. Right. But guys like Hogan, guys like Nash, they chose to sit at home, let their contracts just ride out, and get all of that money that so they were promised. These guys that jumped over had that same option. Yes, they had the same option to do that. They wanted to stay relevant, though. They wanted to stay sense. relevant. A lot of these guys were young guys who just had their big break, and now it's like, oh, man, now the company's dead. What am I going to do? This was my shot. Right. Well, you got another shot. You're just going to prove yourself all over again, and your last contract is kind of null and void, and now you're going to have to work within the system. Gotcha. And one of those names that decided, hey, you know what? This isn't for me. Uh... It was different when I had a WCW contract. Now I have this WWF contract. It's really not a lot of money, so I'm going to go a different route. It was AJ Styles. 
Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so that's when he went to TNA, right? Well, TNA was formed the next year. Gotcha. Jeff Jarrett formed it the next year. But yeah, AJ Styles was there in the the dying days of WCW. The last few months, he was in a tag team with a guy named Air Paris. And they were kind of like a modern-day rockers. Not like gimmick-wise, but, you know, like tag team specialists. Right, right. That would just do crazy high-flying moves that nobody else had seen. Is Air Paris relevant now? No. He's not? No. So it was just some random dude. Yeah, I mean, he was he was relevant on the independence at the time. Like, he'd been wrestling since he was eight, which is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah, so by the time he made it to WCW, he'd already been in the business for like 12 years. So eight years old, you'd figure he'd be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but no. <laughs> like, Jesus. No. <laughs> he's, he's, he's wrestling at like bar mitzvahs and birthday parties and stuff. <laughs> Hey, this kid can wrestle. Anybody want to wrestle? <laughs> I got my uh, my annual Memorial Day party coming up. I have some wrestling going on. Air Paris is going to be there. Who? Air Paris. God damn it. Don't you know that kid in your fourth grade class? <laughs> so, what, all right. So, we have... So, what actually happened here is Vince brings over the these WCW guys who really weren't synonymous with WCW. I mean, yeah, they worked for WCW. They got their start there. But when you think of WCW, you don't necessarily think of Hugh Morris or Sugar Shane Helms oh, you think or Chavo him? Guerrero. You think Ric Flair, Sting, NWO. Right. Luger. And unfortunately, we didn't get those guys. Those guys decided that they wanted to make their full contract, full amount of money. They sat at home. Made bad decisions. <laughs> I don't blame them, though. I mean, I've probably done the same thing. Probably, yeah. Because a lot of those guys were up there in age, right? Yeah, think about Hogan. Like, right. Hogan's guaranteed. That's the thing. It's guaranteed money. You don't You don't have to do anything. You're, exactly. You're going to get, say, half a million dollars, million dollars. You're not risking injury. Right. Yep. Jeff Jarrett uh, said on his podcast one time that it, that was, like, the summer of his life right there. Because he could do anything he wanted. The summer of Jarrett. The summer of Jarrett. <laughs> so needless to say, WrestleMania 17 happens. Shane McMahon beats Vince in the main event. Stone Cold beats The Rock. With help from Vince McMahon, Stone Cold turns heel, joins Vince, and now we've got this heel Stone Cold that is the head of the WWF here. Or, or should I say the, the main star in the WWF couple months later, Shane McMahon starts bringing in his WCW guys. Brings in Lance Storm and Mike Awesome, and then eventually ECW joins the war, and the the WWF guys and the WCW guys that were affiliated with ECW, uh, they, they form their own faction and then end up joining WCW. So it's the alliance of WCW and ECW against WWF. A little disappointing that maybe no Shane Douglas there. No Shane Douglas, no. ECW end. Like, I know he was with, with WCW. Yep. But he could have came in and joined ECW. Yeah. We're well, not there yet, though, right? No. Right. We're, and we're getting right. there soon. Because right. well, we, we don't have to go too <laughs> deep into this. But um, So WCW, ECW, they invade. Stone Cold turns on the WWF, joins WCW. So now it's, you know, WWF is without a leader. Well, now The Rock comes back. Now, where does Stone Cold turn, though? Where does he turn? He yeah. turns at the Invasion pay-per-view in July. Right. The big WWF versus right. the Alliance right. uh, pay-per-view that was supposed to be what we thought, the big super show, the big super card. Yeah. And it was a good show, and it got a lot of buys, but it, it's not what people wanted. It's, it's just not what people wanted. Yeah, no, they wanted they wanted to see the names against There's the big names, the WWE yeah. names. The, the main event of the Invasion was a 10-man tag, which... All right, that's cool and all, but couldn't that be like a save for Survivor Series or something? That's, well, that's exactly why I asked why that where that pay per view was because I always get confused with Survivor Series. So when you say Stone Cold turn, I automatically think, yeah, he turned that Survivor Series because of that tag match. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So no, he turned in July, right? Um, and it all it all built up to Survivor Series that year. It's winner take all. And that comes down to The Rock on the WWF side and Stone Cold on the side of the Alliance, and The Rock wins. So WWF is victorious, the Alliance goes away, that is the last we hear of WCW. Done. Yeah, 
the, the angle started officially late May, early June, right. and by November, it's done. This was supposed to be the biggest story in wrestling history, and they blew it. They blew it bad. So let's fix it. It that should have all been the blow off should have been at WrestleMania 18. Yes, and that's what we're going to focus on today is that time period of WrestleMania 17 to WrestleMania 18 with WrestleMania 18 being just like the Super Bowl of wrestling, the biggest wrestling show of all time. WWF versus WCW. That yeah, done right, it really would have been too. Yeah, and and they they could have Wow. We, <laughs> we, wow. Wow. That's going to be a botchamania. Uh, so we got the AEW World's End show in the background. And Hook definitely just pulled out a, a gimmick Taki stick that broke before he hit Wheeler Yuta. He tried tripping Wheeler Yuta, and the thing broke. <laughs> Awful. Oh, now he's got the Kata Hachime. Oh, and then that's it. That's it. How convenient with. Two and a half minutes left until the main show. Oh, man. Wheeler Yuta taps out. This company is a mess. <laughs> Pat says that was a good match, though. Yeah, he liked it. have to it. go back and watch it. He but... liked it? Yeah. Well, tell, tell everyone. <laughs> tell them. Tell them. God damn it. Freaking mute. <laughs> so I think first things first here. They did it right with the WCW simulcast. Like, all right, so Vince bought... Nitro. Mm -hmm. uh, Vince bought WCW and that Monday on Nitro you have Vince opening up the show and uh, you know talking about buying his competition that storyline continues on Raw well actually the same thing's going on on the same network or different networks um, and, it, and it ends up being that Shane McMahon is the one who signed the paperwork and he is the, the owner of WCW do you think that's a good direction to take? I do. Um, Especially leading into WrestleMania when it's Vince versus Shane. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Knowing that already is going to happen, that just makes it ten times better. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. Okay. Uh, question. Yeah. Do you know that Bruce Pritchard actually booked that show? WrestleMania 17? No, the Nitro. Oh, the Nitro. That Nitro. Oh, they sent him down there, though. It was, yeah. It was okay. like uh, WWE guys. Yeah. Front office guys booking that show. Wow. So they actually booked that last Nitro. That's pretty crazy. I did like the fact that they had Sting and Flair in the main event. Yeah. Even but, though, obviously, you know. Oh, of course. The, you know, Flair's wrestling anyone, in a t-shirt and all that. I don't but, think anyone really expected much from that match, but that that was very fitting to have that. Since it was it was on the first Nitro. Yeah. That, that's just, I don't know. I, I well, thought that and, was pretty and they, they were WCW. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Especially with the uh, the Mount Rushmore that we did of WCW, it was Sting number one, Ric Flair number two, right. but it could be vice versa. And you can all go back and listen to that episode of Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Yes, <laughs> in the archives. Episode two, I think, maybe. I don't know, four. Ah, uh, six, eight. <laughs> one of those numbers. <laughs> but all right, so so Shane McMahon still the owner of WCW. He's going to go into WrestleMania. Him and Vince are going to have their match. Have it go exactly how it went. McFoley's the referee. Linda comes out of her coma, uh, kicks Vince in the balls. And that place popped huge. Awesome. Yeah. Huge moment. You know it was going to happen, too. Yeah. I didn't know, like, because she did such a good job um, with that coma. Angle. Yeah, because she's stone-faced anyway. Right, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, she really did. She really did a great job. Yeah, the crowd came alive for that. You had the, the whole feud with... Uh, Stephanie and Trish, they yep. had their thing going on, which I, I thought that was great, too, that they really gave it their all there. And, uh, right. Did you mention about Stephanie buying ECW? Well, no, because... Well, no, that, that's right. We didn't mention that earlier. So ECW did join the fray and uh, join WCW to form the alliance, and Stephanie McMahon was revealed as the owner of ECW, which... Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that just was, didn't that was... fit, but but something that I'm gonna get. Well, I'll I'll save that for later. But they could have made it work. They they definitely could have made that work. It just I don't know. It just didn't make sense. Well, I'll just say it now. It it would have made more sense if Paul Heyman said, you know, one day 
No, I'm finally done. I finally done it. I have finally found a financial backer for ECW. Yes. And then brings out Stephanie. Yes. Now, Stephanie's the financial backer, but it's Heyman making the decisions and, you know, booking the matches in this story. Right, right, right. Um, and I think Shane could have done that too because part of what this invasion needed or this WWF versus WCW needed was the inclusion of Eric Bischoff. If Eric Bischoff had been involved in this, it would have brought some more uh, realism to it, and it really would have felt more like WCW versus WWF. Especially if McMahon knew in his head that he wanted to bring Bischoff in at some time. Yes. But I don't think that was the time yet. Oh, no, no. No, that's good. Yeah, definitely too early, yes. But for our purposes, it happens. At some point, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I all right. So let's go to, uh, let let's go to the end of WrestleMania 17 here. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. Now this is this is big. This is the big moment here. Uh, what really happened was, you know, they're in Texas. They're in Austin's home state. Uh, Austin turns heel, joins up with Vince. We don't want to do that. We want to keep Austin, who had just spent months uh, coming back from a neck injury. We you know, we want to showcase Austin as our top star, the main guy, the top guy. Um, we don't want him to turn heel. So Speak for yourself, Ian. Why? You want Austin to turn no, heel? I'm joking. I think okay. everyone's on board. <laughs> I don't think anyone wanted Austin I, to turn heel. I just think that would have made... It wasn't the right time. If he wanted to do it, that wasn't the right time. No, and it was like an all-time great mania match. Yeah. You know, end it on a high note. Don't, don't end it on that low note. Don't screw the fans. So what I'm thinking is... Vince does not get involved, and Austin just beats Rock, fair and square. However, at the end, during Austin's celebration, what if you have Shane McMahon walk out onto the stage, and he starts applauding Austin, Austin holds up a beer, but right after that, Booker T walks out behind Shane. He's got the WCW belt on his shoulder. He's not applauding, he's just looking on at Austin, Austin can flip him the bird, and it's like, all right, we have something to look forward to. Doesn't mean that the, the... the war is going to kick off right away, but we know, okay, Shane McMahon is taking notice here, and we're, we're shown this is the champion of WCW. For anybody that wasn't watching uh, Nitro or keeping up with WCW, this is their guy. We right. just saw Austin prove that he is the WWF guy. Well, now here's Booker T. He's the WCW guy. For now. For now. Because the big dream match is not... Austin versus Booker T. Although, when they did work with each other, they did have a great program. Yeah. Funny, too. Like, yeah, and the, the, the grocery store. Thing. Classic. So that stuff was... How far after that, um, the merger, was was that angle done? Uh, that was in December of that same year. Okay. So, so they, they kind of... It was right after uh, the Survivor Series when right. the Alliance disbanded. Right, right. And Austin went into that feud with Booker T right away. Yeah. So you could have dragged it on to, to that. Yep. Um, you could have even done them at Survivor Series, maybe. Because That's it's champion versus champion, right? Yep. So it's bra- Survivor Series is all about bragging rights lately. SmackDown versus Raw. Sure. Now you don't have the SmackDown versus Raw aspect. You have the Austin versus, well, um, WCW, ECW versus WWE. Right, and I, I don't know. I, I think that would have uh, that would have worked, unless you had something different for your Survivor Series main event. Well, I was thinking Survivor Series. That's that's perfect for a team versus a team. But do you need those captains in there? So I guess you could have okay, Austin as a captain, and you could have Booker T as a captain too. Yeah, and well, then you could blow them off somewhere. Well, I think, I think especially. All right, so let's go to the night after WrestleMania. Yep, yep. Night after WrestleMania. Uh, Austin's a world champion. You know, he comes out, gives his victory speech. We it's the night after WrestleMania. We need a big moment. Yeah. We need we need something really big to happen. What should happen? Is this the time to bring in say a Goldberg? Yeah. Well, it's time to bring in somebody. Bring like, in a time major bring... star. Absolutely. What if it's not Goldberg? What if it's say uh what if it's DDP? What if we bring DDP in? Okay. Who was kind of like uh kind of like an Austin in a sense that he was just like anti he was anti NWO, but he was kind of like a loner. 
right. kind of did his own thing. Uh, not really at the end of WCW, though. He was in, like, a tag team with Nash and stuff. But somebody needs to come out and somebody needs to make a statement. So uh, you're saying DDP's good enough. Good enough, yeah. <laughs> right. Because, now, the, the names that didn't come over, we have to find, you know pretty prominent spots for these guys to debut and to, to bring interest to this WCW brand, which at this point, we don't know. Are they going to have their own show? What are they going to do? And with the talent that they have, that, that at least came over, they don't really have a, a very compelling uh, TV show here. You know, like Kwee-Kwee? No. Kwee-Wee? Kwee-Wee. <laughs> <laughs> so... Th- these big names that uh, that didn't show up: Sting, Luger, Scott Steiner, Ric Flair, Kevin Nash, Jeff Jarrett, Goldberg. Uh, DDP eventually shows up. Um, Hogan, Hogan at this point is involved in a lawsuit with WCW because of the whole Vince Russo situation that took place. So he's not even he, he's really he, he's in the midst of something. He's right. in a contract dispute right now. Um, another name that's sitting at home that would be that or that is very important to this story is Scott Hall. Yeah, maybe Scott Hall's the guy that comes out the night after WrestleMania. Okay, he says, "Hey yo, all this talk about WCW and WWF. Well, I got some friends that want you to talk about them too." We don't get Nash yet. We don't get Hogan yet. We don't get Bischoff yet. But at least we have this little seed planted somewhere. Gotcha. Hey, Scott Hall is kind of in the background. He's kind of playing both sides here. Yep. I think that would be that would be compelling at least because <clears throat> you, you really don't know what's going to go on there. Um, another name that didn't come over that if he had come over right away, it really would have helped a lot was Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Rey Mysterio did not come over with with the purchase, and if he did, it could have really brought a lot of meaning to that cruiserweight division, which really, I mean, they, uh, Sugar Shane Helms came in as WCW cruiserweight champion, and the light heavyweight champion was X-Pac, and they unified the titles. I think we can agree that they could have done a lot better. They could have absolutely done a lot better. I did like uh, Shane Helms, though. Yeah, he I was like what he became. I thought the the hurricane thing was pretty cool. It was awesome. Oh, when he got his groove, I guess in <laughs> WWFE, whatever. But that's what, what it? it takes, man. Well, at that time, it was WWF. Right. It was still WWF then. But the, I guess that's the the WWF magic of back then is they can they see something that other people don't normally see in other people and create right. something special. And you got to take your opportunity too, though. And he did. He did. He definitely. He's one of those guys that definitely did. How about the guys that did not? Did not. Bagwell. Oh, oh, well, Buff Bagwell. So the first official Oof. WCW match was uh, on Raw. It was the main event of Raw. Uh, they had Scott Hudson and Arn Anderson sit at the broadcast booth and Arne commentate. Anderson. Of all people, Arn Anderson. Anderson. And it was, yeah, Booker T defending the WCW title against Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell's only WWF match. He was uh, fired soon after or quit. He, he had his mom call. His mom called out for him. Called, called uh, Jim Ross. Yeah. So, yeah, Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell was not meant to be in that universe. And he's not in our universe either. Because I don't think there's any need for Buff Bagwell whatsoever. Probably Malone. <laughs> At least, not in this story. It, no. I, I, oh, and this, yeah, yeah, no. In our storyline, no. Nah, we don't need him. We don't need him. We're only guys like Disco Inferno. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. But that you know, there are, there are names that we're gonna we're gonna want to keep. But so from WrestleMania, so I, I guess it's gonna be from WrestleMania to SummerSlam, we have to we have to begin our WCW versus WWF story. We've already said the night after WrestleMania, uh, you know, maybe Scott Hall plants the seed. We've already said have Booker T show up at the end of of Wrestlemania I do think that the NWO should show up but I think it should be at the end of SummerSlam we'll build we'll build up so maybe we build up SummerSlam is gonna be that 
Austin as champion versus Booker T as the champion versus champion match. At SummerSlam. At SummerSlam. Okay. Have them have them fight then and uh yeah, have it be a double DQ because the NWO debuts. Uh Hogan, Hall, Nash, they can come out with baseball bats. Attack. Really after. I say both, because it's NWO. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's NWO. So what what ECW could have been as that like third renegade promotion, you know, fighting yeah. uh, WWF and WCW. Now you have NWO in there and in, in its place and really making an impact. So ECW is not in this. To a lesser extent, because I had another idea. Okay. Is we've got this WWF versus WCW feud going on. Rhino has just debuted there. Rhino was the last ECW champion. Well, what if Rhino debuts with the ECW title and says, hey, I don't care. I don't care if there's no ECW. What if he attacks Paul Heyman on commentary? Because Paul Heyman was doing the commentary on Raw with Jim Ross. Yeah. He can attack Paul Heyman and say, you need to find me opponents. And Paul Heyman can say, you know, the company's dead. What do you want me to tell you? Right, right, right. And Rhino says, no, you're dead if you don't find me opponents. Okay. So now Heyman has to has to scout these opponents. Maybe that's how you get, say, the likes of Shane Douglas and Raven and um, guys who didn't come over right away, like Super Crazy, who would also be great for the Cruiserweight division. So Rhino wants to wrestle the guys from ECW. Right? He'll wrestle anybody. Okay, he'll, He just so, wants to defend the ECW so title, but it could not... be a way to bring in <coughs> Excuse me. So other they're, guys. They're not really in this invasion with WCW. Right, because it okay. it just doesn't make sense at no, it's all. Just, ECW is just a little side project on the side. Yeah. Like it ended up being anyway. Uh, yeah. But yeah, all right, I got you. I'm on track with you. So and I far. think another thing, too, because another big free agent uh, at that time, once ECW went under, was Rob Van Dam. Yep. And he he made a splash right away. I mean, he was a, he was one of the, the top guys right away. He was in the alliance, but everybody cheered him. The oh, Alliance got, was supposed to be a heel. Yeah, and we got that RVD Jeff Hardy match at Invasion, right? Yes, which match. was good. It was it was a good way it was to a good match. What's up? It was a good match. So yeah, it was a good way to introduce you know the fans to RVD. But where do we go from here? Right. So where do ECW, we go from here? ECW could have been there to give us these uh, dream matches that we might not have other otherwise seen. Okay. Like Sabu came in, right? Yep. RVD was there. There's yeah. Not really much else. Boss Mahoney. Ew. Yeah, no Sandman. Yeah. So, alright, I gotcha. That's uh, not a bad idea so, for ECW. So, so you have RVD, but what if RVD comes in as a free agent? Okay. And just plays that out for a long time. It's, oh, I'm a free agent, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick a side yet. I'm still trying to see which side I want to be on. You keep them neutral. Right. Um, and you build up that anticipation to the eventual, you know, what, whose side is he on? <laughs> right. I think everyone knowing that he's going to go with ECW just because he is Rob Van Dam. But but that's the thing though is what if we don't have ECW? We have Rhino with the ECW title, all right, all right. but we don't we don't have e- that's the so only. So it's just he's like a renegade just with a title, right? I got you. He's a, he's a world champion. He doesn't want to face the facts that yes. the the company's dead. Okay. Um, you could even merge the the WCW Hardcore and the WWF Hardcore title with the ECW Championship. Yep. And now that's your new hardcore title, right, right, right. Um, and that would that would help out a lot of the guys, like because we have all these guys that came over from WCW that really aren't doing anything. So um, then we have all right. So now we have Austin Booker T to unify the title. Mm-hmm. That doesn't go well. It's uh, Schmaz, right? Yes, yes, because we got the so we get the Schmaz. Yes. Now where are we going after SummerSlam? Well, now SummerSlam. Well, at, at this point, we got to figure how how does WCW factor in to everything? Is it just a feud that's playing out on Raw and SmackDown? It, uh, does WCW are they are they trying to get their own show? Are they trying to take power? Why does Vince McMahon allow these WCW guys on WWF TV? Um, or maybe the Vince character sees, you know, like, hey, I'm I'm all about ratings. I'm all about giving people uh, opportunities. Uh, but his whole thing is he wants to see Shane fail. So, sure, he, you you can have your WCW guys on the show, but the WWF guys are gonna outshow you guys and outshine you guys. Or you could go with Shane McMahon. Kind of has 
hand in both companies. Okay. He is Vince McMahon's son, right? So I'm sure he's yeah. got a position in WWE somewhere. Maybe. To where he can't get fired by Vince. Okay. Do you know what okay. I mean? Maybe something happens with, like, Linda where, like, say, in, in this story, say, Vince has a percentage of power, Shane has a percentage of power, and if Shane can get the approval of another McMahon, then he can get his guys on TV. Sure, there you go. You know, no problem or right. anything like that. And, and maybe... Um, well, maybe not yet. Maybe that's... We'll save that for Survivor Series, where maybe a show is on the line. Like, it's not complete control, but say Survivor Series, if WCW wins, they they will now take over either Raw or SmackDown. Gotcha. We gotta, you know, you gotta... You gotta drag it out. We've got a whole year to work with. Right. And we, you know, we can have some fun with it. I mean, I think it would have been fun if, if WCW, say, or Team WCW... Uh, beats Team WWF at Survivor Series, and then for a couple months now we have WCW Raw on Mondays. Yes. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Or even Nitro, they have the whole set, right? Sure, so sure. Break out that set, man. Could do that. I'm oh. just thinking. The only thing, like, yes, it's a fantasy world, but I'm trying to think realistically here. Like, is say, I think at the time, Raw was on TNN. So is TNN going to play along with the fact that? We're taking away the WWF name from the show. We're taking away Raw, an established brand, and now we're gonna put it. We're gonna make it right. WCW Nitro, which just like uh, from uh, it's a company that went out of business. Yeah, they they have to be willing to participate in this. Well, that's where you need strong uh, front office people to where you can kind of like nudge them a little bit and say, hey, it's it's not gonna be. This is not going to be a, you know, six-month thing. This is going to be, right. you know, two months tops. Sure. Three months tops. You know, whatever. Whatever it may be. It's, it, it's, it takes a little bit of convincing. Yeah, and it's and it's to benefit everybody. It's, it's a storyline. So it's to make money. Everybody. Exactly. Everybody involved is going to be making money. So, in reality, when, you know, when we're building... Well, what actually happened, DDP came in as the, the stalker of The Undertaker's wife... Um, you had Booker T come in as the world champion and the United States champion and kind of turn heel, join up with Shane McMahon, a few with The Rock. What a stupid angle that was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty dumb. The Booker T and Undertaker. Oh, you mean DDP and Undertaker? DDP, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah and it really it didn't do any favors for DDP at all. I don't think it did anything for anybody. No, it really, it really didn't. Um, heading into that, uh, well, all right. So, during this time, two very important pieces to the puzzle here. In May of 2001, Triple H tears his quad. On this, Raw, right? On Raw. For the sake of this story, we want a healthy Triple H. Okay. Uh, because I think Triple H is going to be the guy that... he Eventually, he was going to become the company's top babyface anyway... That was kind of the direction that they were going in. Yep. So I think that th that's how we have to start this year. The NWO is coming in, and Triple H has ties with you know Hall and Nash. Maybe we tease that uh, the NWO wants to recruit Triple H, and it looks like he's going to join them. But then he doesn't, and he says, "No, I'm I'm with WWF. That's you know that's that's where I want to stay." I think it might be cool. It's only one year ahead of time. Probably could have made it work. What if Shawn Michaels returns? Right. Joins the NWO after after Triple H says no to the NWO. Shawn Michaels comes in, and we still get that Shawn Michaels Triple H feud. Doesn't really change much of the story, per se. But you know, Shawn's going to be the heel. He can say, you know, hey, I gave you the keys to the kingdom. Uh, after WrestleMania 14, you could have made something of DX, but instead you ran it into the ground. Well, now I'm with a real group, and we're really going to dominate, and we're really going to take over, and I'm going to show you how it's done. So do they stay NWO, though, or do they go click? I think they should stay NWO. Hmm. All right. I mean, I'll... I'll in, in, uh, uh, I say click because everyone knew them as the click, and everyone knew what happened with the whole thing at MSG and stuff like that. You know yeah. what I mean? I, well, I think for the sake of a WWF versus WCW angle, you need the NWO because NWO was the only right. reason that WCW succeeded so much and beat 
WWF in the first place. I get it. I get what you're saying. What if it was a thing where Michaels came back, aligned himself with Triple H, now you have, you really have DX, DX versus NWO. Sure, that's a great, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would Something be great. everyone wanted That'd be great. You could see, what, whose side is X-Pac going to join? Exactly. Well, I think you'd go with uh, NWO DX. or DX? DX, Because you got to have some people, you got to have some people, you know, jump sides. Right, you do. Well, maybe then, though, because, well, DX will have... So DX would have the Outlaws, Michaels, and China and Triple H, right? China's gone at this point. She is. She is. And I don't think, no matter how we uh, paint this picture, I don't think she was going to be involved after everything that came to light with uh, Triple H and Stephanie. Okay. Well, that's fine. We're so I think, I think China's gone. All right, so we don't really... We won't do with her, but... And even then, uh, New Age Outlaws really weren't... Really weren't doing anything in 2001. No, but they were still part of it. DX. Like still part of the time. history of DX, at yes. At one time. Yes. So you'd yes. have those four guys, mm-hmm. Triple H, Michaels, Outlaws, versus X-Pac, Hogan, Nash, Hall. Okay. You know what I mean? Could even bring in the Giant, because Big Show was over there. He was, yeah, exactly. He was NWO. Um, and at some point, we need to have Shane McMahon say, all right, you know, I tried running this company. Things are getting out of hand. I'll still be the financial backer, but I need somebody else to kind of control the chaos. That's when you bring in Eric Bischoff, and you really, uh, you really make it seem like all right, WCW's got the edge here. Yeah, like they're gonna, they're gonna do something. And then you know you have them win at Survivor Series. Uh, you have them take control of a show, but now with Eric Bischoff at the helm of this WCW, that's not enough for him. He wants everything. So now from Survivor Series to WrestleMania, the story is Eric Bischoff wants full control. He wants to kill WWF, just like real life. We're taking over. We're taking over, yes. <laughs> yeah, man, I like it. <clears throat> I like uh, I like where it's going. I I don't know, though. Like, you think it's too early to bring Bischoff in? Bleh. Bring Bischoff in. Well, I think if we, if we only have a year, I think... A good midway point. If if we start this the the night after WrestleMania, that's that's a good midway point right there, like okay. December or November, December. Have Bischoff come in, and now so we've November, got a Bischoff. What's, what's your main event for uh, November then? Well, oh, all right. So series. so we said SummerSlam was going to be champion versus champion. We don't resolve anything there. Uh, so main event of Survivor Series, Team WWF versus Team WCW. Uh, for control of one of the shows. Captain by the champions. Captain by the champions. Okay. That's that's what I think they should do. Do you have DX versus NWO too? They could be a part of it. Like, say, uh, say Hogan Hall and Nash could be on the WCW team. Yeah, but why would they if they're their own entity? That's true. I don't. I think DX versus NWO as a separate angle. Okay. Okay. Would be pretty cool. Yeah. Especially having two, like, old-fashioned uh, Survivor Series matches. Okay. So, is Bischoff NWO, or is Bischoff with WCW, or is that the link between NWO and WCW? Could be the bridge. The bridge, uh, yeah. Could be the bridge. Yeah. I, I, I do like that. I do like that. Everyone's got to work together, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just like it was. Hogan, you left for a reason. Yep. You guys left for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the ultimate goal is to kill the WWF. Why wouldn't it be? Well, I'm just restating. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so yeah, so you have you have WCW win at Survivor, or uh, it, it for control of the show. Should that be DX versus NWO, or should that be WCW versus WWF? Uh, it should be WCW versus WWF. Yeah, I think so because, too. Uh, you have the two champions going at it, man. Yeah. Okay. You need that, right? Okay. Yeah. My opinion, anyway. Yeah. Now, could that be War Games? It could be. It's Survivor Series. Absolutely, could be. Why? Why couldn't that be the the introduction of War Games into WWF? I think that'd be pretty good. I think that'd be pretty. Good. I I do too, but I think uh, well, for our storylines, great for our, the. the, the, the can't talk today. Those purposes would be great, but McMahon was still—it was still too fresh for him to give into that. That's true. 
But yeah, no, I mean, for true. Oz, for Oz, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think that's a great idea in all games. Right. And then, all right, so here's a thought, too. So, all right, so a few things here. So we already mentioned um, Triple H is going to be healthy here. Uh, another another weird thing around that time, Edge was starting to turn babyface. And, you know, Christian turned on him. Christian went with the Alliance. Yeah. Edge stayed with WWF. But this was sort, sort of Edge's ascent into the upper mid-card and all that. Do we stick with that? Or do we keep Edge and Christian as a tag team for a little while? Keep them as a tag team. That's what I think, too. Because... I think for a little while it would be beneficial if they were both babyface and they were to feud, say, for uh, maybe the WCW tag team titles. Yeah. At the time, uh, a really, I, I can't really say a really prominent heel tag team in WCW, but it was Lance Storm and Mike Awesome for, for Team Canada. They were, they were in the tag team division, and I think that would be a good team to feud with Edge and Christian, because three out of the four of them are Canadian, and if that feud goes all the way up to WrestleMania 18, it's in Toronto anyway, so you have 75% Canadian match to uh, bring the crowd to their feet. Were they called the Fat Lady Slayers? No, no, this was this was after Mike Awesome's uh, Fat Chick Thriller gimmick. Fat Chick Thriller, that's what yeah. it was. Fat Lady Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> I like mine better. <laughs> I think... I think <laughs> they dropped the ball on Mike Awesome. I think he could have been a lot more. He was awesome. Big, powerful. Yes, he was. He was awesome. I know we always uh, reference it, but the the uh, matches with uh, Tanaka there. Oh, yeah, those are classic. Classic Insane. matches. And that, that'd be really cool to bring in Masato Tanaka for a few shots and help get Mike Awesome over. But uh, another great tag team uh, that was really good for the time, and I didn't think got a lot of credit, was uh, Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare. Yeah. Uh, I thought I, that I, Sean O'Hare, jeez. Uh, but I liked Chronic, too. I was Chronic. You really liked Chronic, I, huh? I didn't hate them. Wow. They were just two big, badass dudes. Yeah. It also helps that I met Adam Bomb. That's true. Kid. You're an Adam Bomb <laughs> fan for life. Brian, one of Brian Clark's biggest fans. <laughs> no, not a huge Adam Bomb <laughs> fan, but... Well, don't let me hear you say that. Huh? So don't let him hear hear you say that. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be very disappointed. And choke slam. <laughs> have to find me first. Chop the bomb on you. <laughs> you have to throw one of those out of bomb footballs at my head. It was probably worth some good money now. Probably hurt too if they hit you. <laughs> yeah, never understood that. Like he's doing, throwing these footballs full force into the crowd. Just hucking at people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come to this wrestling show to get hit by a Nerf football. <laughs> The kid goes to school, like, what happened to your eye? <laughs> Adam Bomb hit me with a football. I'm sorry, who? First name Adam, last name Bomb. <laughs> oh, jeez. So I think we what we really got to start doing here is we got to, we need direction. We, we, we need to know. We're, we're going to be going into WrestleMania 18. So let's talk about that. Rumble. Let's... What about the Rumble? Someone's going to win the Rumble, I was just man. literally about to say we that some, right we now. We had SummerSlam. We had Survivor Series. Now, I know we're skipping a little bit. I don't even know what pay-per-view was in December at that time. Okay. I think we hit Big Four, no? Unless you want to hit a pay-per-view in the middle. Well, all right. So here's the deal. is The month after Survivor Series was Vengeance, and that was the pay-per-view where Chris Jericho became the first undisputed champion. We're definitely not ready for that yet. No. But I think Chris Jericho would be a good choice, say, maybe to feud with Booker T for uh, the world title for a little while. For well, WCW. For the title. WCW title, yes. Okay, because nothing's nothing's come together yet. There's no, no, no. titles that have that have merged. There's so, nothing like that. Okay, so so we we've talked about the debut of the NWO here. Um, we we need to talk about some other debuts here. Uh, we talked about you know the potential of bringing in Rey Mysterio. To help kickstart the cruiserweight division, and that could be beneficial too, because around 2001, WWF fired Eddie Guerrero because his uh, his demons kept popping back up. If Rey Mysterio were there, maybe he could help keep Eddie Guerrero in line. They could either form a tag team or have them feud, have them feud for the cruiserweight. Oh, title. have them feud, absolutely. Yeah, that that would be big, especially I'd... if he's coming back and Mysterio's there now. Right, oh, man. Right, it's no brainer. Uh. 
during that time, The Undertaker is the American badass. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. We don't want that. I'm thinking on an episode of Raw or SmackDown, whatever, somebody, uh, somebody backstage destroys The Undertaker's motorcycle with a black baseball bat. You think it's Sting? Or is it Sting? Well... At this point, we're, we're, we want to think it's the NWO because let's let's have this happen after the NWO's debuted and they're beating a lot of people up with black baseball bats. But they come out and they say, "Hey, wait a minute, we're you know, we're not that stupid to mess with the Undertaker's bike." Yep. Well, then somebody somebody comes down uh, comes down the ramp riding that beat up bike, and they got a mask on, they got a trench coat on, and mm. they're carrying a black bat. Okay. Have them unmask and it's Sting. So that's how we bring Sting in. Sting. Can can say you know I know you have a dark side Undertaker and I'm here to bring it out of you. All right, and cool. we slowly morph the Undertaker back into the Dead Man. Uh, you know while that feud's going on, have Sting win. Have, have Sting you know easily beat the American Badass. Okay. You can you can have that dream match. It's not the match we want to see because it's not the Dead Man. It's Be- the American Badass. So that's the excuse. Because Undertaker's immortal. Right. A mere mortal at right. this point. Right. So if we drag that story out to WrestleMania 18, where the Undertaker makes his big return to the Dead Man, then that's where he can finally get one up on Sting. I like it. So that's a that's a little side feud. How does he get there though? How does he get to uh, to be the Dead Man again? Just got he leaves and find, leaves and finds himself. Uh, I think it, it could just be the, the fact that he's you know he's not winning matches. Yep. Uh, you know. Maybe there's a big match. Uh, maybe it's the Royal Rumble. Maybe it's something where he's so close, but he just doesn't make it. What beating Sting? What do you mean? Either beat Sting or in general, maybe he's got a maybe he's got a shot at Booker T's title and he doesn't win it. Okay, but what what where does he? Uh... So is their first match Undertaker Sting at WrestleMania? No, no, it's got to be before. No, that. before it's got to be before that. We want the so... Dead Man versus Sting at WrestleMania. Right. So what if he uh, wrestles Sting at Royal Rumble, okay. and he loses? Undertaker loses. Yeah, and he goes away. Goes away, okay. And then, right around, what, a month later, two months later, mm-hmm. he comes back in preparation for the Mania thing. Yeah. But with vignettes of the dead man. Yes. Yes, yeah, somebody in a graveyard digging a grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Paul Bearer. Yes, bring Paul Bearer back, yeah, definitely. Oh, yes. Yep. Oh, Stinger. My Undertaker. Uh, we were briefly talking about the Royal Rumble. Maybe this is the time where number 30 hits. It's Goldberg. We've got the debut of Goldberg. Goldberg wins the Royal Rumble. And now we're going to start the build for Goldberg versus Steve Austin. Okay. At Mania? At Mania. I like it. But that, that, but that kind of goes against what we were saying earlier because we were going to unify the belts. I was going to say, champion yeah. versus champion, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be champion versus champion. Okay, so what if Goldberg makes his debut at the Rumble? Mm-hmm. But what's the point of the Rumble if it's champion versus champion? No, 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 no. Okay. So he has... The, you can make a triple threat match. Okay. You know what I mean? You can set that up. You can set the... The two guys to unify those titles, and then the, the guy that wins the rumble, automatically in a match to be the number one contender. Okay. But you could bring okay. Goldberg out, um, or you could have like, what if Stone Cold was still in the rumble and Booker T was still in the rumble? That way they don't have to defend. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just 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 a thought, you know. Yeah. Or maybe have a triple threat at WrestleMania, but no one wants to see that. Nobody right? wants to see that. But do you really want a Booker T versus Stone Cold? Match? No, somebody else is gonna get that title. They gotta win it, right? So maybe Goldberg beats Booker T. There you go. Goldberg wins the Royal Rumble. Regardless, I don't think he wins the Rumble, dude. No, no. no. Okay. But then, th- th- but but how? How do we debut Goldberg? I guess is the question. We could have one of those elimination chamber matches in February. Okay. Right? Yep. And you could have Stone Cold defending his. WWE title, mm-hmm. and you could have Booker T defending one his in in two bit. separate matches. In two separate matches. Okay. Okay. So now, but you can't still you still can't do it. No, because whoever the wins the, the Rumble, Rumble is gonna <laughs> to have that. Title that's why I'm thinking like, all right, 
if somebody wins the Rumble but then wins the title before WrestleMania, yeah, now you still have this champion versus champion. Right. That's how you'd have to do it. That that yeah, you would have to do that. Goldberg yeah. would have to bitch about it and be like, I don't care. But that's the thing is, it doesn't. I'm, I'm thinking this. During that time, for whatever reason, Goldberg Austin was the dream match yeah. that people wanted to see. So we might as well just give the people what they want. Doesn't mean it has to be for the title. Okay. Because other matches, I'm thinking, um, I think Rock and Hogan has to happen anyway. Yeah, I would say so. And, and, and I think it makes sense, too. You you can still do a similar uh, storyline of, you know, The Rock is coming back from Hollywood, and, you know, he's, he's on Team WWF, but then you have Hollywood Hogan, who claims that he's the real king of Hollywood. And, right. you know, you that's how you get that thing going. Oh, you could have Hogan, uh, Hogan Austin. Well, that was the other thing I was thinking. And if you have Hogan Austin, it would be good because you have, you know, Austin battling the NWO. Right. Um, another thing I thought could work with that too is what if you have Scott Hall and Kevin Nash win one of the sets of the tag team titles and then get in a feud with the Dudley Boys? Okay. Because they're they're kind of on the rise. That's a dream match that we didn't get. Yeah, I mean they they're they're kind of on the rise at the moment, and then you could have those six man tag matches where it's the NWO versus Austin and the Dudleys. Right. A nice you know a good brawl. Where, you know, NWO's probably going to win, but Austin doesn't have to take the fall. Dudley's a big enough names, but a loss isn't going to really hurt them. Right. So I think that would be a good way to build those two feuds, but there's no reason why you can't have Rock in that place. So if you still did Rock and Hogan, you can still do the Dudleys and the Outsiders, and you could still, in the build-up, have Rock and Dudleys against NWO. It's either Rock or Austin. It don't matter. Right, right. Interchangeable there. So, so far for WrestleMania, we have Outsiders versus Dudley Boys. Yep, we have Undertaker and Sting. We have Rock Hogan still. Yep, and in this case, Austin Goldberg. Okay, so Goldberg wins the Rumble, Mm -hmm. and then he bitches and says that he doesn't want to wait for Mania. Mm -hmm. He wants Booker T. Yep. So he wants Booker T because he wants to get to Austin. Exactly, and he yeah. wants to unify the title yeah. off of Austin because Austin's a ripoff of Goldberg. Okay, I like it. Well, that's what Goldberg says. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yes, yes. And you, and honestly, it's a victory for you because it's an all ball WrestleMania main event. Man, when you get two ball guys in the room, <laughs> there is <laughs> all bald and with goatees in the main yeah, event. Yeah, man, it's <laughs> they better get you the can't, right You can't have a group of bald guys together because, like, everyone feels threatened by each other. Oh. You have to establish dominance right off the rip. It's like jail. It's crazy. <laughs> no, hey, like when when we go out and stuff, look at the bald. Pay attention to the bald people. They always chuck dirty looks because they see another bald guy. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like that dog behind the freaking gate that just yeah. you know you Good. approach them and starting to slap their face and they shut <laughs> the fuck up. Establish dominance. Oh boy! Carry a shank at all times. <laughs> Ice pick. Take a sting. Rock Hogan. Austin Goldberg. Uh, Dudley's against the Outsiders. Eddie versus Ray, perhaps. Uh, I mean, since this show would be a lot of matches, you could throw four tag teams in there for a TLC match, which you put the Hardys, Edge and Christian, Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare. And Lance Storm and Mike Awesome. And hanging above the ring is both sets of tag titles. I thought it was Judy Bagwell. It could be. It could be. But in the end, we're going to have one set of tag champions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, More people that I think need matches on here. Uh, If Booker T loses the title to Goldberg, what if he fights Kurt Angle? Cool. Because that's another big name right there that's really not... Not really doing anything. Right. Um, I also had... We, we were talking earlier... Who were we talking about? Oh, um, we wanted to have Triple H and Shawn Michaels together, huh? Well, that's what I was... Gonna, how are we going to do... Didn't we say it has to be a blow-off, right? Yeah. So how's it going to end? Does it, is there a match with a stipulation? Well, of, I think it should be whoever wins the most matches at WrestleMania. Like, so that's how you get in there. 
Yeah, like say say there's thirteen matches. Yeah. So there's it's not gonna be a tie. Okay. We got thirteen matches. Somebody whichever company wins more matches has complete control. Or if you get a, a mixed tag match, what if you got a Booker T and Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle and, and Vince McMahon? Yeah. That works. You know what I mean? Yep. And the that ones that just they take control. That's it. All right. But is Bischoff involved at this point? I was just thinking that too because what it could it be Shane and Bischoff against Vince and somebody? It could. Or does um, does Shane completely get screwed out of the whole deal? And Eric Bischoff gets the sole control, and now it's Shane crawling back to Vince. Oh, then you finally get the Bischoff versus Vince match that everyone Right, knows. right. Yeah, I like that better. Because in the end, it, it really should be Vince and Bischoff yeah. going at it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how does Ric Flair fit into all this? He doesn't. <laughs> you don't think so? He, no, we'll just keep him out. I, because I had on my card uh, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. And that's fine if you really wanted it. Just, uh, But I don't think you need every WrestleMania match to be WCW versus WWF either. Okay. You know? Okay. You could have different things going on in there somewhere. Because there are a lot of matches. Yeah, because two big names uh, that we don't have anything for is DDP. Nothing mm-hmm. for him right now. And Scott Steiner. Uh, you want Scott Steiner on there, though? He was a big name in WCW, I know he was a big name, but you don't need everybody, though. You really don't. Because another option could be Dudley Boys versus Steiner Brothers. Or would he have a three-way? He could do that. Because if you did Dudley Boys versus Steiner Brothers, then you could do Michaels and Triple H against Hall and Nash. Okay. That might make more sense. Right, right. To do that. There's a lot of tag matches on this card, though. Yeah. Well, that's what, <laughs> we got, the, we got the, the, the four tag team TLC... Uh, Dudley's and Steiner Brothers so that's two uh, so three four if you do that mixed tag that's a lot yeah. but we'll leave it I mean it's names it is you gotta get everybody on there and, and that's another thing we're not figuring into this too is egos <laughs> so well, you know that, that changes everything or maybe this is the uh, beginning of the double double night WrestleManias it could be it could be I think somehow after this WrestleMania, though, just like in real life, you still do the draft. Right. Once, it, Well, that's what they should say. Now that everything... Now that we have sole control of WCW, it is no more. Yep. And all these wrestlers go into a pool mm-hmm. for the draft. Yes. I like that. I like that. And ECW is included also. Yeah, because Rhino's still running around with that Rhino's ECW still belt. running around, man. Well, that's what I was going to say, like... <laughs> When you said Goldberg comes back, yeah. I was going to say maybe Rhino eliminates him in the Rumble. Oh, you, you do Goldberg, Goldberg Rhino. Rhino at, yeah. uh, at Mania. All right. <clears throat> so many possibilities. Oh, another match I had was, uh, we didn't say anything about Jeff Jarrett. Would Jeff Jarrett come over, or does he still form TNA? Is there still, I, I, I would think at that point there's still bad blood with Vince. Yeah, I would say but he forms TNA. if everything's fine... I wouldn't mind seeing Jeff Jarrett feuding with uh, Chris Jericho. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd like be, that would be. I think that'd be a decent feud. Could be. Could be. We'll never know, though. We will well, never. Maybe know. we will because they're both in AEW. Hey, yeah. Well, maybe Jericho's calling Jeff Jarrett to his locker room. <laughs> One never knows. We didn't mention Lex Luger either. Uh, kind of hard to fit him in here, but you could always do Lex Luger versus Kane. Because. Uh, it's gotta be Kane. <laughs> uh, and RVD, we didn't we didn't come up with anything for RVD, but maybe RVD finally wins the ECW title and says, "Hey, I still haven't chosen a brand, but I'm the ECW champion." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I think we got all the big names in there, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we get that we get that story with Taker and Sting. We already know where that's going. Taker's gonna return as the Dead Man. He's gonna beat Sting and win that that story there. Uh, Rock Hogan. That could really go either way. What do you mean? I mean, Rock could win. Oh, I think I think Hogan's got to pass the torch. Yeah, okay. Yeah, man. So, Rock Hogan. Um, if we do Austin Goldberg, I think it's going to be Austin. Yes. Especially if WWF is 
gonna be yeah, you know, hundred percent's gotta be awesome. Yeah, and I mean those are those are the main matches right there. The point of all this is, it could have been so much better, and what we got was paled in comparison. <laughs> you <laughs> had to put it in there. Yes. Got it right in there. <laughs> It, it, what could have been? Well, here's the thing, though. Like, maybe people think our idea is the shits. Hey, they might. They might think our booking is awful. They might, but you know something? Living through this, I, I think we, I think we got the main dream matches that were being talked about at that time. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, some people their their pushes are gonna get delayed, like Edge, Jericho, but they'll get there eventually. Kind of like LA Knight right now. Yeah. Oh God, it's awful. He was right there on the yes. cusp of being the top guy. And then CM Punk comes back. Yeah, and then CM Punk ha- But you know what, man? That could also be good because maybe he could feud with CM Punk. Hey, sure. my push was right there, then you had to ruin it. Yeah, you know that's what a I mean? good story. Turn him back heel, whatever, you know what I mean? Or make him like one of those tweener, Austin type of deals. Yep. Force people to pick a side between him and uh, Punk. That's I don't true. know. Yeah. I don't know! <laughs> well, here's what I know, Brian, is on the next episode of Pro Wrestling Rushmore... We're going to be doing the Mount Rushmore of Celebrity Appearances. And we're still accepting lists for that. And the next time we do Pencils and Erasers, Episode 2, if we do it again... <laughs> do it again. I say, let's do... Ted DiBiase wins the world title at WrestleMania 4. Okay. Instead of Randy Savage. The way it was supposed to be. And then politics had to change everything up. And Randy Savage ended up with the title. But we're in Trump Plaza, and Ted DiBiase is going to win the belt, as he should. I'm down, man. All right. for that. So, if you want to support the show, go on to Pro Wrestling Tees, buy a t-shirt, go on to Instagram, square.circle.history. Definitely go on YouTube. We're so close, so close to having a thousand subscribers. We got to do this. We got to get there. We're almost there. We're in the 900s right there. So go on there. And subscribe. So for the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and Brian, support the cause. <laughs> now, hey, let us know for real though. If you think you could you could have done better, or an idea should have gone a different way, a match should have gone a different way, let us know. Let us know, man. Like we want to, we want to know. Everybody want, wants to know. I want to know what you think. <laughs> and another thing, another thing too is anybody that wants to submit a list. You know, you can you can get in touch with us on Instagram, or you can just reply to uh, to any of the videos, and it will be seen. So for Brian, all right, it was uh, it was cool. I'll try to get this AEW pay per view going uh, going over here soon. Yeah, so now we're watching the Cowboys and Lions, and hopefully the Cowboys lose. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ian saying good night. <laughs>